Hey gang, this week on Hot Ticket from the Kitchen, we sit down with Matt Duffler from the Northland Area Federal Credit Union again. We finally do the swag bag giveaway from the last time he was here, and he shares with us some great news as Northland is getting ready to open the doors on their headquarters. But before we get into that conversation, if we wouldn't mind doing me and Brad a huge favor, whatever platform you use to listen to Hot Ticket from the Kitchen, do us a favor, give us a like, or leave us a review. It goes a long ways in helping us reach more viewers. And we're hoping to bring you a whole bunch of new stuff this season on Hot Take from the Kitchen. And without further ado, let's get into our conversation with Matt. We're ready? We're ready. All right. Welcome, everybody. It is episode 95 of Hot Take from the Kitchen. We've been gone for about a month. Had to take a little rest, I guess. We took our normal Christmas break. Yeah. We're actually starting it early. Aren't we? No. <laughs> I guess I didn't really know what time... We started, but it's good to be back, though. Good to be back. And we are bringing back Matt Duffler. He's a former guest from the summertime. Thanks for having me. Yes, welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search Hot Take from the Kitchen. And our email address is hottakefromthekitchen at gmail.com. It is H-O-T-T-A-K-E-F-R-O-M-T-H-E-K-I-T-C-H-E-N at, at gmail.com almost had it but all right and we do have an email and the email is from amy martin a former guest and she says hey guys just finished the last pod wanted to say hi and talk a little michigan basketball this team is legit and it makes me fired up for march madness just the thought of it not happening again because of covid makes me sick I was nervous for our center spot after Teske graduated and Austin Davis got hurt, but Hunter Dick Dickinson has been killing it. Also impressed with Smith's step again after my favorite, Simpson, left. Jawan Howard has stepped up big time after Beeline, and his players are responding so well to him. Excited for the future of U of N basketball. What do you, what do you guys think about Harbaugh's extension? Thanks, guys. Amy. So... One of our favorite topics to talk about is Michigan basketball. And they are number four in the country right now after a big win over Purdue on Friday. On the road. On the road, yes. Only one loss against Minnesota on the road. Which we kind of called. Yes. We've talked about that Minnesota game. Not, I mean, not extensively, but it was the game you and I circled yeah. on the calendar. Yeah. Of, like, I wouldn't be surprised if they had lost that game. It was a trash game they needed to Yeah, I mean, there's going to be games where your team just doesn't play good. Yeah, just throwing and energy they and, didn't play good. Yeah, and it's not, I mean, it, I know road games aren't road games, but they're still on the road. They're still not. Yeah, yeah so. Yeah. yeah. But but now they are on a, a minimum, or I shouldn't say a minimum. They're on a hiatus, I guess, because of COVID. So it could be up to 14 days, but... I guess depending on how things go, they will be back sooner, hopefully. It's got to be rough for those people that are counting on March Madness. Yeah. I know there's a lot of people, my kids especially, that are missing out on it. It's a shit show. It is. So, like, I heard that they are working on petitioning so they can still play. That's my understanding, which is fine. But the problem is, is, like... Whoever, that girl basketball player that has the problem or that is tested positive, supposedly is from South Africa, or, or yeah, 
that came from that strain that everyone's worried about that would break it in the United States, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and cause this whole ripple effect that would start all over again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're being cautious. Yeah, so, like, man, if we've learned one thing over this past year, shut that shit down. Like, <laughs> don't even, like, even play around right now. Like, I mean, I love Michigan basketball, football. I love sports. I love March Madness. But I can promise you this much. I don't want to go through this year again. And if that means that that chick needs to stay wherever she's at and we got to, you know, she needs to stay the bleep away from everybody, then stay the bleep away from everybody. <laughs> Let's not make the same stinging mistake again. I mean, no. like, come on. like, But, yeah, yeah. it's tough. And it's a thing throughout all of college basketball right now. I mean, yeah. There's a lot of programs that have had to shut down for a while because of COVID. And well, Duke's a great example. I honestly, I've texted you this. Coach doesn't want, I don't think the, these kids want to be playing basketball. And I think Coach is just merely being this thing of this shield that he, he can happily, because he's, you know, you could argue, uh, arguably the greatest coach, basketball coach of all time, arguably. Yeah. And he could take it. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah. So, and like I said, I, I don't doubt a year from now you're going to hear that. It, it'll leak or it'll come out. It won't leak. It'll come out that none of those kids really wanted to be there. None of those kids wanted to play. And that Coach K just did so much. And it's not just Coach K. A lot of other programs are doing this stuff, yeah. too. And don't get me wrong, there are other programs where these kids want to play, and they're do-or-die basketball and blah, 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 and I get that. Like, I respect that, too, but I just, you know. I think it's kind of showing. You know, yeah. Duke isn't having the best season. And just, I, they just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> and, you, and you see it in their play, just the way they're playing, but whatever. That's, I mean, you're still, like, Duke could have just said, we're not going to play basketball. And then they like the girls' team. And then you don't have this conversation. So like, <clears throat> well, Coach K has come out and said he doesn't know why they're playing this season. Yeah, I and mean, he's gotten all this shit for it too. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And it's tough. Like I understand that everyone's things through this whole thing. Like I'm not, I'm not mad at Coach K. I'm not. I guess this comes back to like different viewpoints of people in the pandemic and everything. Like everyone's going through this in their own way. So yeah. I'm not sitting here trying to judge someone on however they're dealing with it. Yeah. I, by far, am more emotional and sensitive about it than anyone I work with. Probably next to the other girl I work with. Us two, by far. Anyone else. Half the people there don't even care about it. And that's fine. I respect them. And I think a lot of times the confusion I have on my own job is that they just don't understand, like, how I can be almost hypersensitive about this, but and a lot of it is, is I'm I'm a sensitive person overall. Yeah. But when you're tired and you're worn down, obviously you become more sensitive and more whatever. You know, it just like this whole thing's you know just worn on everyone. So like, I try to give as much grace as possible to everyone. Like even if it's not necessarily being shown to me and whatever. And I'm not saying I'm perfect every time. You know, you know through this whole thing, I've had my moments where I've lost my you know, lost my stuff and whatever. But you know what I'd like to do, though? What's that? Kind of reread Amy's email so we can dissect it. Because she packed a lot in there. Yes. Sorry, I went on entire eight. While he's looking all that up, Steve, can I ask what your connection to Duke is? I know you're a big Duke lover. I don't, I don't, I just think, I, what happens somewhere along the line, and of course Duke really isn't it anymore, so maybe I should disconnect from them. And this year has been easier for me not to, I, let me back up. 
I love kids that say four years. Traditionally, Duke was that team. And then somewhere right around when coach became an Olympic coach and one and dones became a thing, he kind of transformed the program. That's not to say that I hate all that because the, the game's evolved that way and you kind of have. But <clears throat> if you look at my favorite Duke basketball players, almost all of them stayed four years. You know, some won championships, which I think when I do the thing, it matters. Some don't, and whatever. But, uh, yeah. Okay. I, but I, that's the main reason I like Duke. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you want me to read the whole thing? Oh, no, just kind of, I know she talked, like, it was like a three or four questions in one parent, you know, one. Yeah. Well, I guess first thing we she said, this team is legit, and it makes me fired up for March Madness. So it was kind of like last year's team to begin the season. Yeah. And they fell off, but. They're 100% a legit team. Oh, they're all in right now. Yeah. Michigan is easily one of the best basketball teams in the nation. Oh, yes. yes. 100%. Yes. And I am very excited for March Madness. And this just builds my excitement for it. Hoping it'll happen. My whole problem is, is I can't be excited about it when I don't know if it's going to I just don't want to let myself do that. Like, that's just. That's how I'm built as a person, and that's I'm always worst case scenario. You know that, so I'm always like, it's just not going to happen, or if this is going to happen, it's going to be this big other thing of like, they get there, Dickinson gets test positive because he catches it from someone, and then all of a sudden we lose Dickinson, and then we're out in the second round. I'm just excited for baseball. I know, but and you can't. He can tear his ACL and be. Yeah. Mean, you can't do anything about. It. That's part no. of the game. It's just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But yes, I'm excited but, too. But they are. The NCAA is taking steps to have it in one location to but, try to cut down on. I things. can't even go into that. I, I mean, I would love to. I just. I think they're the biggest sets of asshole crooks on the entire planet. There's nothing more. I mean, we could talk about. We're going to talk about politics here in a little bit and talk about what's going on in Washington. The only thing more corrupt than our government system is the NCAA. I have zero, absolute, I have no use for them on the planet. They should be ashamed of themselves. Well, they probably should be. Tell us how you really feel. Yeah, I, and that's, I'm being nice. Like, but I, and we haven't really talked about this yet. That's why I'm but absolutely disgusted by the NCAA. But anyways. Well, it's in their description, they're the governing, governing body of college athletics, so... They're kind of like the government for college yeah. athletics. So. The only thing the NCAA has shown me is they do not give a rat's hooey's ass about those college kids. The only thing they care about is money in their pockets. As long as they get money in their pockets and, and these kids that are going to these schools get to pay their tuition and Allison buys a book that she's not even using because she's got an online class, but she had to buy it. Like, what kind of shit is going on? It's a whole racket. Don't even give me... I mean, like, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. But I'm just saying, like... Um, yeah. I don't think okay. the NCAA has anything to do with buying books. I guess. I'm just... Yeah, I'm mad at college overall. <laughs> there's, but a, yeah. there's a connection there somewhere, right? Yeah. So we'll speaking of it. money and basketball, can I get your thoughts on the monetization of... Uh, the college players, you know, talk about getting compensated, you know, for endorsements and things like that. What are your thoughts on that? You want to go, Brad? Go ahead. I've thought since high school that they should be paid. I guess my opinion doesn't really matter at times, but I mean, they're breaking their backs and 
getting hurt playing for these schools and sure they're getting an education but that education doesn't translate into millions of dollars like or even billions of dollars is what the NCAA and these colleges are making off of them I mean they're putting their names on the back of their jerseys and selling the jerseys and I agree. My there's only one problem I have with it. My my only problem is is if you're, let's say you're really good at basketball, Matt, and University Michigan State wants you, and they're gonna pay you, whatever. Like, so there's you, and then there's Brad. Well, let's say Brad's a decent basketball player. Has some offers from some places, but nowhere near the level that you have. I just don't understand how you scale it is the problem. And then as it goes to the D2 and the D3 and then NAIA and then community college, I don't know how this all works. Because 100% the Zion Williamson's, the Reggie Bushes of college sports should be getting their due. Because they're making almost billions of dollars for for. The NCAA, so they should be getting something from that. Only to then, like when they do take any type of benefit, they get dragged through the mud. Then, like Reggie Bush is a great example. Hundred percent with Reggie Bush, by the rules was wrong, but I don't think anyone holds that against Reggie Bush. I know I don't. And then the fact that you have to make him look, make him disappear, Fat Five is a great example of that too. I just. But at the same time, one, if it's a rule, it's a rule. So I understand that, like, you got to abide by the rules. I don't doubt that Duke's playing basketball players. I don't doubt that any major D1 basketball program and football, for that matter, are paying these kids somehow, some way. And then it's just like, oh, well, we just, you know, and it's just. So I think paying them would allow some transparency. But what are you going to do when Alabama could offer you Fifty thousand dollars to come play. Maybe you will. Maybe you won't. And then, then they're going to offer Brad. Then um, Michigan State's going to offer Brad five thousand dollars. You might get more playing time at Michigan State, but you're going to take that forty-five thousand dollar difference and run with it. And I just don't know how you scale this whole thing because the only thing that's going to happen is the the big programs are going to get bigger kids. They're going to get more money and they're going to be able to pay more. Well, you know, so I just don't, I don't see how you can make it fair then. I'm just interested to hear your take as you know, I'm not, I don't have a dog in the fight. Yeah. I'm not, I don't know a lot about it, but I'm always interested to see people's take on it. Do you think that's kind of the feeling with, you know, our generation versus like our parents or, uh, who might be more old school and, you know, like what's your, what's your take on, on, well, I'm old. Well, so am I. Yeah, well, I mean that. I don't mean that nicely. I I think probably starting with you and me in there and the people that in their forties and fifties. I think well, somewhere along the line, the TV contracts went from wow, CBS signing this one point five million dollar TV contract to advertise for March Madness, whenever early eighties, to now CBS pays. Five trillion dollars to the NCAA for the March Madness. People are seeing that. You know, when it's one million dollars, I think people were like, "Okay, that sounds fair. I mean, that's reasonable." 
you're getting these outlandish huge numbers and somebody's making money. Somebody's getting money. And, and you know it's not these kids. So, so I think that's the problem. I think so many people have with the whole thing. It's like you're, you're advertising this product. You, you know who's you know who, who's the stars of the product and they're not getting anything out of that. And you can say, that, well, these kids are getting an education. Half of them aren't staying. So, I mean, I don't know. I just think that. I wonder as a coach, a college coach, if it'd be different coaching, you know, a kid that's getting a kid, you know, getting paid tons more money than you are as a coach, you know, if there could be some problems there. Now, obviously that happens in the NBA, I assume, but, and they're not that much older, but I wonder, you know, if you're coaching what you would think about that or what they think about that. You know, I guess it. I guess it would vary for the player and what their ego is. But you're right, and I think also the kid has to understand. Like, you might not like it, but if you want to get the contract you're going to sign with whoever that's going to be there, you're not going to get paid unless you listen to this coach. But you're right. I think that it presents a lot of problems. I, th- I think that's why you're seeing the current rules or whatever allowance of players using their name and their likeness, not necessarily the schools paying the kids. So, I don't know. It's just, it just seems wrong okay. on so many levels. Don't have the college pay them, just let the kids make money off their names. I mean, and that way, I don't know, he can make some money and not have to, not even be able to promote, promote himself or the herself, you know. Just. I, I see what you're saying, I do. The problem is, is what are you going to do with the Brad Preslowski jerseys? That's not you, buddy. That, that, that's the college. And I think that's kind of my problem with some of this stuff. Is like the school is still going to get their money, and that's fine. And I understand what you're saying. You're right. He should be able to, you should be able, if you're that good, you should be able to go sign NBA 2K and be on the cover for $5 million. You should be able to do that. Yeah, or even for local companies. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just, just, I don't know. But I mean, like in the, I guess there's licensing rights in the NBA, but they're selling jerseys all the time, and I don't know how much the players are getting from them. It just seems like a joke that if you're the number one bet, like Ianli Bates coming to Michigan State, you know what? You can go do a car commercial for Shaheen Chevrolet for $50,000. Meanwhile, Nike's making $5 million off you. Like, it just seems like a joke. It's still just like bullshit to me. Like, come on, give the kid his fucking money. All right. Well, I'll just say one thing. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, Amy talked about Joan Howard in there from B-Lane. Yes. I was never worried about Howard with kids. Howard was Howard is going to be a great basketball coach for kids. If there's one thing I'm worried about Joan Howard, it's X's and O's. But he doesn't necessarily need because he does have great assistants. Yeah, I mean he's got Phil Martelli yeah. with him. So. And I think that we both know that's why that was huge because oh, yeah. he's going to be able to cultivate relationships and to do all these crazy things. You know, I've talked about this plenty of times before. You know, like man, I really like LeBron. Well, hang on, I'll call LeBron right now. I played him for six years or three years. I got him on speed dial right here. You know, and and if Bronny has to go to college, which they're going to work hard not to have him go to college. But if he has to go to college, he's probably going to go to the University of Michigan or Ohio State, right. one of the two. Well, he's got to be good enough to go straight to the NBA. I haven't heard much about him lately. So He grew six inches. Well, good for him. 
He's he's unbelievable. I mean, he was good just as a freshman in six foot two or something like that. He was all right. He grew like six inches over the summer and just lifted weights with his dad as a sophomore. He's just, they're saying he's better than his dad was at the same age. When LeBron was a sophomore, he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. He's saying his son is better than he was at that point. We're trying to promote his son. No, their scouts are saying. that's not, They're just saying overall he's... Of course he is, though. He's had his dad as an NBA player, you know, groom him the whole time. I'm not saying it, but I'm just saying, like, it's scary. Because they're saying he's, you know, they're saying he's probably going to be, like, 6'10". Which, that's crazy. Good for them. Yeah. Hmm. So, I mean, I'm well, I'm ready. Everything I've heard is that Dwayne okay. Wade and LeBron James, both their kids are coming to the University of Michigan if they have to come, if they have to play, they want to play for Juwan. I'm like, come on. <laughs> right, we're waiting for you. We're ready for you, boys. So, Anything else you wanted to talk about? I just, I know she said something about Howard, and that was the main thing. Oh, Harbaugh. Yes. You had a feeling, about, we, we disagreed on the Harbaugh contract. So why don't you give me your take on the Harbaugh contract? I forgot what my take was. I'm more regular. You, I don't, I don't think you would like six years. Is that what you said? Oh, that was Dan Campbell. Oh, Dan Campbell, okay. Yeah. I'm perfectly fine with re-signing Harbaugh. In fact, I love it. So. Who else are you going to get right now? I'm sure there's somebody out there. But yeah. It is what it is. I don't even know how long the extension was for. Hmm. Is he going to get the job done this time? I have no idea. I mean, I like to think so, but, I mean. I think this last season was COVID-related, too. Well, no. I, people yeah. opting out to play, so. I think you take this whole year for everyone across the board, probably except for Alabama, and you throw it out the window. They're just, you just don't count it. You don't care. Um. I just, I just, I like Harbaugh a lot. That's all I can say. I mean, does he have, he's not perfect. No, he's not. But as you said, one, who are you going to get? You're not going to find anyone. I mean, some of the things I hear sometimes just make me roll my eyes. Like, do we really want to go down the, let's upgrade, you know, and grab the whole thing again? I just don't. You look at Ohio State and their program, they are definitely have a great program. And we're probably going to always be second fiddle to that. But they recruit a different kind of kid than University of Michigan does. I'm not saying that's good or bad. I'm just saying, like, it's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. Correct. I'll take another shot. Michigan State recruits that same Well, Coach D had no problem recruiting that type of kid. And he's gone now, of course. But, I mean, and those kids sometimes play with an edge because they don't come from a lot, you know, and that's okay, too. Like, but Notre Dame's a great example. Again, another program, you know, you got to make sure you get good grades. You know, to even get in Notre Dame, you got to be a student athlete to go to Stanford. There's some schools that are just a little bit different than other ones, and they don't really don't care about the student athlete. They just care about the athlete part. And I just don't get that bad issue. I used to really get bad issue about it. I just don't anymore because I realize it's a freaking racket. So, like, they're going to change some things around, and then maybe I'll get fired back up and feel a little differently about it. But And Lord knows we're going to have lots that we could talk about here together. So. Yes, we will. I just remember when Harbaugh came in the first time, 
and I'm not a Michigan fan only because my kids aren't. I would be if they are. And uh, it seems like yesterday, you know, his first contract was signed. All the, all the excitement, all the, all the uh, hoopla and, and everything that was, you know, he, it seemed to be like he was going to be the one to, to take him all the way. And all of a sudden, I, I realized now his his contract came up. I couldn't believe it, and I that was I just found it interesting to, you know, how fast the time went. So yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, maybe the second round. I think he beat Ohio State once. No, he hasn't yeah, never beat Ohio State, and he has a losing record against Michigan State. Yes. Yeah. Both tough things. Yeah. Some of that stuff doesn't bother me. I, I'm actually more concerned with the next four years of Harbaugh than it was the first four years, because it takes forever. Yeah. You know? And I read a great article about his 2017 recruiting class that, you know, was the number one recruiting class in, in the nation. And what happened to that class? One one of the prospects got hurt. Not they not even playing football anymore. You know, I think like five kids transferred, and then three kids went early. Three or four kids went early to the NFL. So it just went on and on about like what happened, and like some just don't pan out because that's what happens too. So you take the ones that didn't pan out, they'll pan out. The ones that go to the NFL and all that stuff. Like there's a lot of they said some like five kids started. From that 2017 draft, you know that recruiting class opening day, out of all of them, and you're just like, oh, well, then. shit happens. Yeah, it's just what it is. So. All right, you want to know hot takes on? Oh, yeah, <laughs> finally. All right, I will leave that one for later. Uh, Rip the big bandaid off. I want to. I was going to tie that in with that. Okay, that works. So, all right. Uh, Anthony Fauci says that we should now be wearing two masks instead of one. Ridiculous. Well, I've seen... Why not make it three? I mean, I've seen people wearing two already, but... I mean, I understand it, but I'm just like, come on. Like, I just... I don't think anybody's going to really do it unless they make it a mandate. I've heard, why will she wear two masks? Because it'll likely cut down on... Twice as much? Yeah. Even if that's true, and I don't disagree that it's not true that it'll, it stops more getting through, the problem's going to be, you know, like to Bradley's point, enforcing it, and people that wear it below their nose and it's kind of pointless. I mean, it's all in the, you know, how you execute it, I think. I want to go on record and say one thing. Before, like, my negativity in this whole situation, two things, three things. One, the coronavirus is wearing me, wearing me down. So I'm sorry if I don't get overly positive it's about it. probably done that to a lot of people. Two, I do believe the coronavirus is real. So don't take my things of, like, oh, my God. I do believe it's real. I do believe people are dying. I do think it's tragic. Yes. Three, I do think a mask makes a difference, too. So don't think just because I was like, oh, my God, I'm not two masks blah 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 I would just be happy if people wore a mask period yes. that, that's my well, that would help a whole lot if like the two mask things seem ridiculous when you can't even get half the people as mad just that to wear the one mask right I am part of that problem I will wear it below my nose sometimes I do do that but I, and I constantly look for that but I'm just saying like let's just if we can even just get to wear a mask first yes and yeah so I mean that's just my whole thing and he, as he said how do you enforce it 
and not only how you force it, but you essentially leave it to Matt or me or you to enforce it. I, I even this week, three times this week, I've had to tell people like, "Wait here, I'm gonna go get your mask." Okay, you can come in. Like that's a real thing. I'm it's sure. Only Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that's a very real thing with you. Yeah, I think in your organization at work, it's easier to control and you're more well aware. But the problem is if you have to go to the grocery store or something like that, and that's where you see, you know. And, and you can tell the guy that's not wearing a mask and is proud of it. And it's just waiting for someone to say something to him. Just waiting. And I just like, like, oh my God, like, I don't have time for that. Like that guy that's looking to fight and argue about how he believes the mask is stupid, that's great. Like, did you run into any of that with your at, at work? Oh yeah. oh yeah, all the time. We have people that we have people that at work believe that the mask doesn't do anything. However, the health department is real. The state of Michigan and guidelines are real, so like you have to do it. You know, um, great example is the is it the Iron Pig over in Gaylord? Yeah, that's a great example. There's a business that decided, you know what, we're gonna do it. We don't care. And the people in the community are like, yeah, we're going to keep going to you. We're going to support you. What happens now when this health department comes and puts a padlock on the front door? Yeah. What's the community? They've already lost their liquor license. Yeah, you already lost your liquor license. And do you honestly think that you're going to get that back right away once this is over? You're not. (laughs) So, like, I understand. Like, I'm, I understand the the concept and I want to support them. But I just don't think it's like overtaking the capital. I can understand like if you think that you lost your vote, that you're so mad that you need to do something about it. I understand that thought process, but to get it to from there to get it where it went, it just gets lost in the weeds somehow. So like I just, yeah. Maybe that should be next week's emails. What are you, what are your feelings on the mask? They might get some interesting. I mean, yeah, I, I'm not mad. Like I agree. Like I can, and I can understand the logic. Of how you feel like maybe the mask doesn't work. I get it. I do. I, I just, I don't understand a lot of this whole crap. But the, the duality, as you know, if I struggle with one thing, it's the, the duality of it all. Like, it's okay here. Like, you know, Whitmer says we can't do anything. And then she's taking a selfie in front of, at Washington with her kids. Like, don't go, don't do this. And then here I am taking it. It just it drives me to the wall. Like, you know. Like, yeah. Politicians have a special past. They they do what they feel is right, regardless of what they. No, say. and like we have so many friends that own restaurants. All of us here at this table, and they can't open, but I can go to Walmart anytime, and there's five hundred fucking people walking around with that motherfucker. Half of them don't even wear a mask. Like, what is going on? Like, just I don't get it. That's what I don't get. If you can explain it to me, rational, like reasonably. Walmart has space. The restaurant doesn't. I don't know why they can't let people in a restaurant. But I agree. There's some discrepancies. Even when they limit the number of people gathering, well, that could be a small restaurant or a huge restaurant. You know, how do you vary that? I mean, like I'm not saying that you should have full max capacity restaurant. Not all. That's not what I'm saying. No. What I'm saying is, Kevin Peterson should be open 25 percent when Black Friday. Walmart was jam-packed. When the parking lot's full at Walmart, you can't tell me that people are spreading yeah. the fuck out because they're not. Well, like, it's up to Walmart to police that, though. I agree. 100% agree. I, I'm just saying that it's, this is the reality of the situation. And 
that's where I get frustrated with it. I just, yeah, man, it's just, it's hard. It really is. And I, like I said, I'm not begrudging Governor Whitmer either. She's had to make some really tough calls. And as me as a worst case scenario, I can't say that I probably wouldn't make the same ones. Because I'm constantly just worried about the worst thing happening. So I, I, you know me, I tend to err on the side of caution, which is the type of person I am. I mean, that's why you and I haven't seen each other heartily this year. I mean, like, we're just, I just the type of person I am. So it's exhausting. Yes. Yes. All right. You get into Matt Stafford yet? No, he wasn't on my list, but if you want to talk about him, we can. Well, why don't you tell what else you got on your list, man? All right. The next one is my pillow took a big hit today. Is Mike Lindell has been banned by Twitter, so he joins Donald Trump as two people banned from Twitter permanently. He was banned because of his tweets about the election. I didn't write, read any of them, but I'm guessing it was pretty pathetic to get banned. I've said this before. I could appreciate someone's passion on their vote mattering. I appreciate that. Yes. Very much. And that's a great way of answering that. <laughs> All right. Is Twitter that relevant that that's going to stop? You know, obviously it's a, a big part, but there's so many other social channels out there that could they just default to the next one and yeah I, I, you're not wrong yeah, yeah. it's like whack-a-mole you know you hit the one and then another one pops up so i mean it's just like uh, i like i said i could understand and i appreciate anyone that's passionate about some things and the beauty of our country is is that you're allowed to speak your mind so with that being said you can't run to an airport and yell fire yes Hey. Yes. Or bomb. Or bomb. Yeah. I mean, there's limits to the freedom. Is I guess what I'm saying. Well, what if you're a bombardier? <laughs> bomb, 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 bomb. <laughs> All right. And the next one is the global ice loss. The global ice loss race rate is accelerating. I guess it is higher than it was back in the 1990s. So we're losing more ice is what you're saying, Brad? Yes. At a higher rate. I mean, that kind of makes sense. Is this a report that's uh, from one, one study or kind of generally accepted? I'm just curious. I'm asking the question. I just saw a headline and thought it was okay. all right. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing. I just, a lot, a lot of times I think some of these, again, I'm not disagreeing that that's not true. Some of these studies that are out there, and this one's not out there, but there are some studies that seem to get funded more if big news occur and um, you get more results. So I'm just throwing that out there. I'm not disagreeing with it. It was from The Guardian. Okay. Here's what I want to say on that. It's also on physics.org. So I guess it's... Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Whether you believe in global warming or not, that's a whole separate debate. I don't think you should be able to take your garbage and throw it anywhere you want in, in, no. on the earth. I agree. Yes. Also, 
despite what you might believe about, again, global warming and the pandemic and all this other crap, I don't think any factory company should be able to take their toxic waste and spill it into a stream, into the ground, or into the air. I just don't think it's right, period. Yes. So, like, there. I mean, the, 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 I think those are the things that I think people on some basic level should be able to agree upon. Yeah. Like, and then if you want to believe what it's doing and long-term effects, you can debate that. But I think what we should be able to agree on is that we shouldn't be doing that, period. And then I think so much what happens then is, is like, okay, we you know we shouldn't be polluting, you know. I have a hard time with the global warming and the, or the whole, this whole thing. I have the most trouble with out of everything else. The whole conservative in me just struggles with this whole thing. Because well, do I 100% believe businesses should have a social responsibility to our planet? One million percent. Do I think it should be at the cost of the American economy? 100% no. And that's what happens the majority of the time. That's how we got in this shit show as it is. China can do whatever the bleep they want. Just dump an entire... You know, any regulations that we do here. And then they're able to make stuff at a fraction. Literally a fraction of the price that we are. Because they're not governed by right. the things that we are. So make. it's like, what is it then? So, like, you're holding, if you're trying to build something, Brad, which I know your company does, and you're being held to a different standard than someone else, you know, halfway around the world isn't, and they're able to do it for a fraction of the price, it's just not fair. It's not fair to you. Because, you know, and I just, that's what I don't get. Or that's the thing that upsets me. And I'm not saying that you should change. I'm saying we should figure out something to do, like, you know, because they just don't give a shit. They just don't. I was a little shocked when I moved from Ludington here that, uh, back here I should say, I got used to Ludington having uh, curbside recycling uh, built right into you know your city taxes. and uh, That was a struggle for me, honestly, to, to not have some place to you know, recycle certain things. Most stuff you can't hear. And, and, we, and we do our part you know, in our household. We multiple times a week are going off to the recyclers and it's a hassle, and I'll go to my parents' house, and they just throw it away, and it's it's hard for me. I'm, again, I'm not that young, but yeah, it's uh, sometimes hard to grasp that. I don't recycle much. I mean, my cans and my bottles, I do, but I don't keep my papers and my papers and my plastics and my plastics. I just don't do. I reuse my plastic bags until they tear. But I mean, like, and then we're assuming that recycling is being recycled properly, not just thrown in the dump. I've heard, heard that, too. Half of it is. <laughs> yeah. All right. But anyways, I digress. Your last hot take, Brad. This is going on a long time. Well, I got two. But... All right. Do them both. All right. My next to last one is Matt Stafford is leaving the Lions. So you did have Matt Stafford on there. Why I did it. Oh, okay. Now he does. <laughs> so, yes. He asked for a trade this past weekend, and the Lions said they would see what they could do he's gone <clears throat> he was seeking greener pastures somewhere where he could get a championship is that the kind of his reasoning I just don't think he wants to be part of a rebuilding process yeah. for a fifth time yeah he's tired of losing and that's yeah. fair no. seems to be very talented and it's got to be frustrating when you're playing on a team that's not winning but I'm still a Lions fan yeah. but Brad and I are huge Matt Stafford fans there are the 
I can understand the people that think Matt Stafford's overrated and he stinks and all that. I get all that. I don't necessarily think he stinks. I can understand if he's if you think he's overrated because that is a very legitimate argument, hundred percent. I think it's wrong, but it's a legitimate argument. So, um, I know Brad and I kind of are on the same pitch of that. So, yeah. just know that we like Matt Stafford. Okay, he'll be missed. All right, and my last one is Joe Biden is now president. You sure about that? I'm just kidding. Sorry, I had to throw it in there. <laughs> we think so, right? He Steve. should be. I think. I can't say anything. If you could see Steve's face right now. I, it's just kind of fun to have a little fun with this whole craziness. Yeah. Well, he's been president for six days. Going on a week. Tomorrow. And that leads us to the giveaway. Two people. Two people. You know what I think we should do? You got a coin? Mm, no, but I can get one. We can say we do. We're going to flip a coin. I'll get one. Had one person tells you the other one, and then it's easy. There's no trying to pull two slips of paper out and try to figure <laughs> out which one's which. That's your on hold music? Yeah. So who are the two people, Brian? Give them shout outs. We have Genevieve Claire LaFleur. I'm pulling for her. And Brooke Souter. You're pulling for her. Yes. I know what we'll do. I pull for both of them. And that's fine. I I mean honestly, I'm pulling for both of them, but I know Brad's partial in this situation, so I just automatically sided with Claire, just so that way okay. she's got someone. So. <laughs> Alright, let's see if I can do this. It's a good thing we're good at editing. I know. <laughs> you drum roll or? Oh, I see. Why are you calling? Brooke? I'm going to have her call Heather Tails. Oh, my God. Hello. Hello. Hey, what's up? Uh, can you, do you want heads or tails? Heads. Heads, all right. And it's a tail. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> that was savage. Hold on, wait. Can you, can you stop, edit, and then redo it? <laughs> Jesus. We are doing the giveaway for the basket that you... Son of a gun! Well, it's life. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm impressed. Son of a gun. Son of a gun. Yeah. Man. I'm angry. Thanks. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it is what it is. I... The flip of the coin. Sorry. That was a good flip, too. I'm impressed. I know. You got so much going here. Yeah, you got a lot going on, and you're able to do that. So I'm impressed. All right. Okay. All right. That it? That was it. Thanks. Okay. Okay, Bye. Bye. That's integrity there. So out of curiosity, what are interest rates right now? Did they go up or they down? That's a great question, honestly. I had to check the rate sheet today. I can text you tomorrow. I know interest rates on car loans have steadily gone up. It's been going up for, I mean, this is well before even the election cycle. I mean, and it hasn't been a lot. It's just like a little bit at a time. Yeah. And then, you know. I so. can't say that their guesses were pretty close together. 
because Claire said 2.25 and Brooke said 2.75 or 2.55 sorry I do know that like three years ago if you could get 4% on a mortgage you were like running in the streets with your shirt off saying I got 4% yeah Woo, well, cold cuts baby what was it back in the 80s it was ah, double digits yeah we have uh, at our dealership we have a a picture of Bruce with a car like a car in the showroom and a top where it says interest rate twelve ninety nine, like they yeah. were celebrating thirteen percent. Yep. So it gives you an idea of like what the world is right now. Like, yeah, yeah. the fact that it's two seven five two five five, like that's unbelievable. I, I I have to say we got our mortgage rate for less than that. So yeah, I mean. it's just whew, wow, cold cuts, baby. Cuts. All right. Anything else? Nope. That's all I got. Wrap up the longest hot cake session we ever had. Yes. But we've been gone a while. Yes. Lots had, happened. Had a lot to talk about. We did a great job navigating the election. We did. I was proud of ourselves. Being as passive or aggressive as we possibly could there. <laughs> yes. So, all right. We're going to take a break. We'll be back. All right. All right, Matt. So, uh, you guys opened your lobby. Well, actually, just for appointments. Okay. But starting Monday, I don't know when this is airing, but February 1st, all lobbies to our branches will be open. How but, exciting. Yeah, it's exciting. Um, headquarters, especially. Yeah. So, Why don't you tell us a little about about headquarters? I mean, it's definitely been a... I mean, you guys have run on uphill for a while. It, it's, you know, this whole COVID thing, just that knocks you down for a bunch of stuff. But, uh, yeah, uh, everyone's all excited. Uh, I want to say everyone's moved in. Um, maybe be a, There's maybe a couple people that have to get in there still. But, um, yeah, if you drive by, you'll see a lot more cars there. Um, lobbies open up the first. So... Yeah, I tell you what, it's uh, I feel a bit spoiled now, especially from where I was. So it's a, probably the greatest view um, to work from right now. That's awesome. Um, I don't know, maybe you want to talk about something that we talked about the last pod, but it always feels like it's one of my favorite things. It is my favorite thing about that building that you told me is, um, why did you guys make that building so big? Sure. Well, basically, it... Uh, you want to plan for where you're going to be in the distant future, not for where you're going to be soon. And so had we planned on, you know, building smaller, it'd fill up faster, and then you'd be talking additions, which are costly. So I fiscally, it just makes sense to, to build big and grow into it. And the way things are going now, I mean, it'll, it'll still take us a while to grow into that, that building, and there's a, a lot of room. But... Um, yeah, it's uh, there's some room to grow. But I will say, just to put a little plug in for our HR, I mean, right now we've got maybe five, six open positions there. And I tell you what, if you, uh, I think some of them are accounting director. Um, it's a position in HR open right now. Uh, if you're looking for more of an entry level, um, you know, there's 
uh, teller, uh, some teller spots open, I believe, and then even some computer open. So um, it's, it's a, well, it's, it's, I don't have to preach to you, you know, how good of a career it can be working at a credit union, but it's a long track record. So, um, yeah, so I'd encourage anyone that has an inkling to, to take a look at our website and uh, look at maybe that position would open a great view to work with, great benefits, um, pay for your education, you know, if you need some schooling done, the tuition reimbursement. Um, yeah, so. I, I love that. I'm, I'm being selfish. I love that being an NLP, you've built this big-ass building, and the reason you made it so big is because you plan on growing so much that you need a building that size. And the idea that you plan on growing that much, not, I mean, across Michigan, but you wanted to make Alpena your home, just absolutely just, I get chills just thinking about it. It's like my favorite thing ever. So Yeah, I tell you what, the people that are there now, <clears throat> I've been there, I was one of the first to move in, and I, and I live here, so I was able to be a ambassador for Alpena when people are coming in. I mean, it's nice. You've got so many things right in that corner. Um, you, you know, people that didn't work in this area before, you know, Al, Alpena's got the Meyer. You've got, you know, you've got Walmart. You've got all these options, Home Depot right there. And, and not only that, but schooling options if you want to go private, if you want to go public. So um, we have a great, um, our hospital's being yep. upgraded. And I think that's important. You know, I, you were on the pod back then, but we did this some time when we were trying to pass that school bond. And some of the things we talked about in the school bond, things that were important, you know, schools, medical facilities. And now that you see the tower being built at Mid-Michigan, all these things are important to the to the long-term health of our community. So, um, yeah. 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 In fact, I think there's people that have been working there a couple of weeks and they haven't brought a bag lunch at all just because there's so many places to go out and eat and support small businesses. Um, and another thing, if you didn't listen to the first podcast where I talked about this, is it's the headquarters. It's not uh, just a regular branch. There's a lot of training going on there. You know, our fourth floor uh, has some big open training spots. And it's not just for new staff coming in. I mean, if you're in the financial world, like, again, I don't have to tell Steve this, but, um, you know, as Allison knows, you're constantly, you have to know, um, a lot of data, a lot of stuff that's going on with the government, you know, all this PPP stuff that's coming up again. Um, it's a it's a big load to learn, but um, yeah. So it's a training it's a training facility, you know, with 15 branches, you know, 150 employees and growing. That's a lot to a lot to train. So since you brought it up, why don't you the people that just you know plan here, they might think that you guys are only located here. Why don't you guys, why don't you go far south? So what's your furthest southern branch? Oh, gosh. Put my spot here now. Uh, oh, let's see here. Well, let's see. We got Tawas, Agre. Um, west Branch, right? West Branch. Got two in West Branch. Okay. Yep. Um, How far west do you go? Probably Grayling, Gaylord. Wow. Okay. Yep. And are you guys in Lake Huron at all? Or are you, is Alpena as far east as you go? I'm assuming. Alpena is, well, uh, Tawas. <laughs> Fair enough. You know, it's a little bit south. Middle Island is looking good right now. So, <laughs> Oscoda, you know, we're not leaving Oscoda. Some people think we are, but nope, that branch is. In fact, that branch still is going to have the most 
uh, people at a financial organization there. We've got our call center there. We've got a lot of member service there. So that's not going away. we got you know, a, a huge member base in Ascoda, all the Kalita employees. And as Ascoda, yeah, you're right. Kalita has been huge for that community. Um, yep. Somebody that's lived here long enough to remember when it was Wersmith, see yep. that air base closed, and then um, just to kind of zombie back to life with Kalita is just a really cool oh, thing. Oh, yeah, Kalita's adding on, I believe, a couple of hangars. Uh, we just, Northland is invested, I, I want to say, over a million dollars in uh, housing. In that area as well in Oscoda, so um, investing in some housing options, which is desperately needed. So yeah, we're not going anywhere uh, there either. So awesome. All right. Well, I just wanted to give you a chance to come on and just let everyone know that you're open. Um, anything else about? I, I just encourage you to come in, come on in. Uh, if you are coming into the lobby, just for basic teller transactions, you don't need an appointment starting February first. You can just come on in, check it out. Really nice. Again, I feel really spoiled, and I think everyone else does working there. Really nice lobby. Um, you know, still, still safety measures in place. Uh, wear a mask. Social distance. We've got several offices in the first floor. If you need to do some business, so if you need to do like a loan processing, call to make an appointment. Uh, if you need a new membership, which also we're doing, you know, call just to make an appointment, so you don't have to wait, wait around. Um, but uh, yeah, especially if you're in small business, you know, with all this PPP stuff going on, uh, come on in and uh, talk to Barb Seely, uh, one of our um, business commercial lenders, also Wendy Lee. She's up there as well. It can help you out with your business. Um, two things. One, PPP, it's not the next generation OPP. Dad joke. Paycheck protection program. <laughs> yes. And then um, the other thing I wanted to say, which I think we've never talked about, I don't know that some credit unions have all these rules and regulations to become a member. Mm -hmm. How do you become a member of North America Credit Union? It's really easy. You just uh, need to live, work, or worship any of our 10 counties. So, um, and, and even even if that's not the case, you know, even if let's say you, you know, are trying to, to get a relative as a member, there's some option because we're a low-income designated credit union. There's some workarounds as well. Um, again, if you don't know credit unions, we're not for profit. We're not like banks. Number one, we don't change names every three years. Number two, <laughs> we're not owned. <laughs> well, it's true. I mean, uh, we're seeing a lot of new membership. Uh, I'm sure you know Pino Kona is and, and Wolverine from the latest merger. Um, we've even got staff coming over from uh, some of those uh, banks as well because they're tired of it. And in fact, I've I work with people who were tired of it. So anyways, I digress on that. But um, yeah, it's uh, uh, not for profit. We put all of our, you know, majority of our pro uh, profits back into the product to get you lower rates. Again, credit unions aren't always able to write those $100,000 checks to donate things, but that's because we don't have the fees, yeah. you know. I think one thing that we, we talked talk about with Nick, and then I know Allison's talked about when we had her on. And yep but we didn't talk about it with you, but I know you already know this, is that my favorite thing about credit unions is that you guys all work together and you're all part of a, the Blue Ox, which I, yep. I don't know. I'm using an inside talk now, but it doesn't matter. I guess my whole point is, is that while they all are competitive and they all want your business and they all are customer service, story, they all are on the same team. Yeah. And I think that is one of my favorite things about credit unions overall. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I miss seeing everyone. Uh, hopefully, it's the same way with them as well. You know, I would run into Allison quite a bit, and um, all, all those people. The Blue Ox chapter 
is just a, a name for the credit unions in this general area. Again, we all compete with each other, but we also look out for each other. You know, there's things that come down the pipeline in the financial sector um, that we we band together on and, in fact, meet monthly. Uh, right now it's Zoom because of COVID, but meet monthly and talk about things that would best benefit our members. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it's... Uh, just so, even simple things like, hey, there's a, we just had someone try to scam us here. Yep. You guys will call each other and say, hey, just be on the lookout. We had this thing. I mean, you guys do a great job of just not only doing what's best for your business, but the best what's for the community overall. Absolutely. And that's just awesome stuff. So. Absolutely. Well, hey, thank you for – Claire really appreciates. Brad, not so much right now. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, awesome. So it's, it's a great prize. Hopefully you'll enjoy it. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, some really good stuff in there. All right. Well, we'll come back, and we are going to do our top five. Very Super Bowl-themed. Yes. So, uh, all right, here we go. Now on to our top five, and our top five this week is our top five Super Bowl players, either past or present. And I guess we'll start with Matt and then do the draft style again. Okay, so I have to ask again, are we going from worst to best? or Your first round pick. Okay. You want to pick number one. There's only one right answer here, Matt. And nobody else can pick that player. Yeah, once he's out the word, there's, there's only one right answer. Okay, then you guys, you guys aren't, you guys aren't gonna like me for my number one. Oh then. man, I can tell. Well, it just makes it easy for Brad. <laughs> okay, well, uh, I'm going with Tom Brady. Oh, damn you! <laughs> no, that's not. That's there's only one answer, and you got yeah. it right. Did you know that uh, Tom Brady has played 18 percent of all the Super Bowls? I didn't know that. Okay, I'm impressed. He's a bad mofo. Yeah, he's a... I love Tom Brady. Talk about underrated when he was drafted. I mean, was, wasn't he the one that didn't have a lot of... Not a lot of people had faith in him and just look at what he did. He was a schlubby, slow white guy out of Michigan. I think it shows... Uh, Tom Brady is a great example. And Johnny Manziel. And whoever... There's a literal... There's a laundry list of quarterbacks just how bad ranking players can be and yes. what a crapshoot it is in the draft. Because for every Johnny Manziel, who you know, went really hot early, and I guess you kind of saw the writing on the wall. It's a bad example. He's the first one that came to my head, though, that's a quarterback that didn't pan out very well. And whoever the Lions picked this draft. But anyways, um, there's a story of Tom Brady in the sixth round. So, yes. but Russell Wilson didn't go early. He went like second or third, didn't he? Yeah. So I mean, there's another great example. There's a lot of good. I mean, most of the recent quarterbacks drafted in the first round man, haven't been very good. Yeah. So. Okay, great, so great, great pick. Yes. It's a little rabbit hole. Who are you guys rooting for for the Super Bowl then? Tampa Bay. Yeah, I yeah. don't know if you. Do. I mean, I don't. I'm sure our listeners are gonna know this, but we love Tom Brady. Oh yeah. Like. A lot. Like if Brad and I each had a dog, I might name it Tommy, he might not name it Brady, and then when we get together, like that kind of random. So, it, I mean, even we didn't want the Bucks to win, we want the Bucks to win. Yeah. It's kind of what I'm leaning to. It'd be fun to see him. 
go to another one, take another one. Yeah. Yeah. It'd yeah. be nice. It's going to be a great game, I'm hoping. I heard, oh, it's Jalen Jacoby yesterday. They're saying that they're gonna, the Bucks are going to get rocked. Just get rocked. They spoke it right into the mic, and I wanted to record it just because I think it's going to come back and bite him. Probably is. They're not very good at calling that stuff. Well, I'm going to put one interjection here. If you're watching the Super Bowl, there might be a Northland commercial on there with a, one of our fun side sidekicks for the organization. You might have seen him before in some of our videos, but uh, see if you can catch like who it. shows up. So I'm in. I'm excited. All might right, might see most of it in the pregame, but again, I'm not talking to any of you that are outside of the local area. I mean, we're not, again, we're a credit union. We're not a bank. We can't afford yeah. a million dollars. We got listeners in France. They okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, they may have to. All right. Well, my first pick will be Jerry Rice. Then. Oh. I'm going well, with the greatest receiver to play the game. Wasn't my number one. Greatest quarterback and greatest receiver off the board. Yep. Anything you want to say about Jerry? It's just, well, I love Jerry Rice. His, uh, again, I'm quoting from yeah, some research here because as Steve and Bradley know, you know, I'm, I don't know a ton about sports, so, uh, but I see here he's got five rushing touchdowns as a Super Bowl record. Nice. All right. Deion Sanders. Okay. Mm-hmm. He wasn't on my list, but... No, I don't think he was. And the only reason I remember is when the Niners were winning, he got throttled. He intercepted the ball. Got throttled. And he got up and he was... And the guy that hit him, like... So Deion intercepts the ball. And he starts running it back. And because of the... Everybody was like, oh, it's prime time. And then this guy on the offense just lights Deion up. And he's like standing over Dion, and he's just like, "Yeah, I tackle you, primetime. You ain't getting no touchdown." And Dion just stands up, puts his arm around the guy, and Push. points to the scoreboard because <laughs> they were like winning like thirty-three to nothing or something like that. It's like one of my all-time favorite moments. Like, <laughs> that's a pretty good burn there. Yeah. So, so um, yeah, that would be. My number two. God dang. It's hard. The fridge. It's cool. I mean, he scored a touchdown, so. I mean, the pistol Walter just, Payton, but yeah, yeah, there's just something about a chubby lineman. Getting outside his comfort zone that I just love. So, yeah. Your younger listeners are probably going to have to look up who that is. Right? I'm right with that. Yeah. <laughs> so. Look up William Perry. Yeah. You know. All right. Hmm. I didn't even pick Allen in this decade. Both picks. Since I took Jerry, I'll take Joe Montana. Jesus. <laughs> we still. <laughs> Matt's the only one that's got somebody with this decade so far. Well, my plan was to take nothing but Michigan players, but... Fair enough. Yeah, he was on my list, but he wasn't number two. No. Yeah, that's uh, it's respectable. Yeah. Arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. Second best. Well, I mean, you could argue that he's the greatest. I'm just saying. I'm, you'd be wrong, but I'm just saying you could argue it. 
Now he's probably making millions off of Ben Gay commercials. Joe was doing Skechers commercials. For oh, was he? Yeah. Who was doing the Isotoners? That was Dan Marino. Dan Marino, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, what can you say? I mean, if you were to take Tom Brady off, if Tom Brady wasn't doing it, the first, the greatest quarterback would be Joe Montana. He's, yeah. I mean, they're the names that you come up with. So, I mean, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. I think my favorite story, Joel, is they were playing Cincinnati in the Super Bowl and they're down or whatever and they were going for the game winning drive. And Joe Montana comes to the huddle and he says, Hey, that's John Canyon's name. <laughs> <laughs> and then blood down the field for the game winning drive. Yeah, it's good stuff. All right, number two, is that we're going? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Troy Aikman. QB, Dallas Cowboys. As I didn't mind Troy much. So here's my problem with Troy. Go ahead, go ahead read your Troy Aikman blip. Give it to me. Give All right. To me. Again, this is a dramatic reading. Yeah. So it sounds like I know what I'm talking about. So Aikman finds himself in the Hall of Fame because of winning and accuracy. He won all three of his Super Bowl appearances and completed a Super Bowl record, 70% of his passes in those games. His best performance was his first, completing 22 of 30 passes for 273 yards and four touchdowns. Sounds like a decent pick. What are you going to say? This isn't against Aikman yeah. or anybody else that we decide to pull off. There's a reason I chose Deion, San Francisco Deion Sanders. Is that, for some reason, Emmett Smith was always compared against Barry Sanders. Therefore, I just have this animosity toward the Cowboys. That time frame, that period. Yes. So that's just me. Yes. That's fair, isn't it? Yeah. That's a real I don't thing. like Emmett Smith since then. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. It's that's <laughs> a real thing. That's fair. So. And then you got your number three. Number three was Joe Montana. So. Oh, okay, yeah, sorry. You got, okay, so, yeah, all right. Yeah. So you've got three quarterbacks. Right? You went yep. Brady, <laughs> yep. Montana, and Aikman. My next two are not quarterbacks. So. I mean, that's pretty legit. Those are, I mean, that's yeah. great picks. Brad, you're number three. All right. I'll do it. Desmond Howard. Nice. A little robot in the end zone? Yep. And VP and the only yeah. Super Bowl he played in. I mean, you can't, I can't hate that. No. Really, you know. I mean, another machine man? Yes. yes. So you go Desmond, Jerry Rice, and Joe Montana. And Joe Montana. Oh, wait, no, you went Joe Montana. Who was your number three then? My number three was Joe Montana. Yours was what? He was number two for you? Yes. No, but you have to pick again. So he still has another pick. I think he only picked five people. Yeah. I, oh, honestly, okay. you're going to have to do some okay, fill-ins no, for Fair me. enough. No, okay, we'll just keep rolling then. Yeah. That's our fault for now. Yeah, no problem. And then, no, no. So then um, it's up to me then. Yes. Um, I need a wide receiver. So I am going to take Lax. Colbert's. A whole bunch of different reasons. One, Michigan State. So I made Justin happy. Two, great catch for Big Ben. But most importantly, I love the fact that he shot himself in the leg afterwards. <laughs> so not only, I mean, he kept it real. So 
Shout out to Flax, keeping it real. When keeping it real goes wrong. <laughs> That's right, when keeping it real goes wrong, you shoot yourself in the leg afterwards. So, congratulations. Um, so, I have a wide receiver. I need a quarterback, huh? I need a Super Bowl quarterback. There's a couple still out there. I mean, there's some ones, but I have, I'm taking pride in being very, like, I'm all over the place in this thing. So, um... I'm going to do it, just because I like him and he's funny. Peyton. Good call. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. If, if you go watch Peyton's place on ESPN Plus, everyone go do it. Everyone just go right now and do it. And what you really need to do is, the best one so far is when he threw, well, um, when he's ghost-whipping the ride with um, Marshawn Lynch, is a good one, or when he's throwing the footballs off the top of the center building down to park to Chris Carter, and Chris Carter trying to catch him. Both are fantastic episodes. And they're only like 20 minutes long, so you're not Hurry. investing a lot of your time. Let's check it out then. All right, so my number four. I'm going to go with Ray Lewis. Just for his dance. I mean, it's a great pick. And then killing somebody after. Again. Violence. <laughs> a lot of violence. But did that one involve a gun as well? I think he stabbed him. Yeah, oh. yeah so he got rid of the point. That was the okay. joke I was going to make. But. <laughs> the thing is, Ray pleaded and got a sentence and everybody else got off. Because they went to trial and he didn't. So It's kind of funny. The whole story is icky. It is. You know, and like, I don't... I mean, I hold it against Ray, but I don't. He allegedly killed somebody. I'm yeah. Allegedly. Either way, it, it gets there. I mean, yeah. Right. There was some funny business going on. Funny business, yes. All right. Uh, this one was already picked, so by, uh, so you, you, I'll, I'll leave it to you guys to, to do a fill-in for me. I was going to go with Jerry Rice for number four. So. Yeah. Jerry Rice... I, what I love about great athletes like Jerry, Kobe was another example where their work ethic is just as legendary as their play. So, shout out Kobe. Yeah. <laughs> One year, baby. One year. So, so you're number five. Man. Number five. Hopefully, well, it doesn't matter. I picked this one anyways. Uh, Emmett Smith. <sighs> I already told you how I feel about it. It's a great pick. Don't get me wrong. Great pick. <laughs> yeah. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> all right. Wait, what do we always say? Man, if Barry had Emmett Smith's line. Yeah. God, he would have ran everywhere. <laughs> all right. My number five. I'm going to go with Brandon Graham. I love it. That was for... For the Eagle fans out there, Brandon Graham. So let's see here. I have a quarterback. I have a D-back. I have a lineman. And a wide receiver. So I need a running back, huh? I think you do. Yeah, I need a running back. Man, there's a couple of them. I could go with Mr. Colcott himself. All right. I picked him. I'm going with Thurman Thomas and Mr. I forgot my helmet on the sideline. 
Jeff Thurman. <laughs> College team in the Super Bowl. My goal this year for the pod, which is what we're talking about here as we get ready to head off at sunset, I think I'm going to create a video part for our pod and we'll do a little video. I know we dabbled at it, but now that I'm pretty well aware of flipping this around fast, and you should, a lot of you guys know when I do these top fives, sometimes I do them just to see the look on Brad's face as I see him. And Thurman Thomas was a great one. The chuckle, full body reaction from Brad on that one. So I got exactly what I wanted out of that. So, Any honorable mentions? Well, of course. Yeah. Charles Woodson, Richard Sherman, Ronnie Lott, a lot of defensive guys. John Elway, Dan Marino. Randy Moss. Randy Moss. Mario Manningham. Yeah. Lawrence Taylor. Yeah. LT. Do you ever wonder how LT even made it? Because you know he was coke and whiskey and... Well, a lot of people were back then. Yeah, so. so. All right. Anyone that you can think of off the top of your head, Matt? No. Well, that was a great top five. I'm excited about it. Was. Yeah, I liked it. Maybe I'll have a new one after this Super Bowl. I mean, Gronk. Yeah. Forgot about Gronk. That's right. Did you see that Tom and Gronk did the, did the, the we ain't going nowhere again? I'm so happy. All right. Uh, all right, we'll come back and we'll close it out. All right. Well, Matt, thank you for coming by. Thank you for having me. This is fun. Um, what is your website for the credit union? Northlandcu.com. All right, excellent. So, and then also February 1st? February 1st, lobby's open, headquarter lobby is open. Come in and check us out. That's exciting. Um, so, once again, thank you for coming by. Hopefully, I have you again soon. I'd love to be here. In the fall. Yeah. I like it. Maybe we'll have to do a new prize. Yeah. I like Congratulations that. to the winner. Claire. Congratulations, Claire. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Um, next week, I don't know. The people haven't confirmed, but we have a list of people. Yeah. You send me a list. Yeah. We have some good people coming out. Excited. And season four, which is what this is, we are going to branch outside of Alpena area. Wow. So I'm slowly going to work my way around some of my contacts, some people. I know I've already talked to my one buddy who I met through Instagram only. Well, we've met face-to-face actually now. So, <laughs> um, but he does video and he's super cool. Um, I'm going to reach out to Eric Elliott, who owned Ellison Brewing, and then he reputation um, beverage. So he does some things like there. Um, but just some different people around. We'll get him back on here. Kind of spread our wings through Michigan and see what happens. And Take it on the road? Maybe take it on the road. Let's do that. That sounds fun. But then, um, I think we're also, I think we're pretty much committed. I think we're going to improve quality. We're trying something here, but we're going to keep working on some things and as we go. And hopefully you guys will have a better listener experience and everything goes along with that. Yeah. It's nice to do this face-to-face. For sure. It felt good. Yes. Not that I don't enjoy FaceTime. Sound quality is just terrible. Very bad. For what it's worth, though, most people's was bad. Like, everyone that was doing it the way we were doing it, it all sucked. 
The only people that did it good were the people that were recording their sound at home, recording their sound at home, sent both files to someone editing, and then they would put them together, which is what we're doing here. Yes. So, all right. Well, Matt, thank you for coming. Thanks for having me. Yes, thanks. Email Brad. Yes, I want emails. Let them know what your thoughts are on the masks. Yeah, tell Brad what you think about the mask. Are you for it, against it?